0: McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks so much for sponsoring the Bradford Show, powering the Bradford Show, powering baseball conversation. And today, the baseball conversation is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're coming into Fenway Park, and there's no better person to talk to about the Rays than a guy who had lived the life of a Tampa Bay Ray executive. Or at least in the front office, going back to all the way to 2005, heading into the 2020 season before he was deemed dubbed the chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox. That's, of course, Haim Bloom. I just want to simply ask Haim the question, you know, how did the Rays do it? Give us the insight. Give us the skinny. Give us the, the secret sauce that you know is there. Well, we asked him that. I asked him that. And he gives some good answers. He also gives some good answers in terms of where, uh, where the Red Sox were compared to where he wants them to be, maybe modeling after Rays. Everyone talks about Tampa Bay North. Well, you know what? Here's here's a newsflash. If you're, if you're associated anyway with the Tampa Bay Rays, it's probably not a bad thing. You know, you can't be screaming and yelling, oh, this is the way they do things. They don't spend money. Whatever, man. Like, they win. They win. All right, well. We like you said we want to get to the bottom of it. That's why I talked to Heimblom. Here you go. All right. You used to work for the race. Correct? That's correct. All right. Just want to confirm. That Wikipedia is never wrong. Um, so I the simple question is sort of what what makes having been there so long and every every single year we sort of try to figure this out. How are they doing this? And every single year, probably including this year, a lot of people said, well, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year it goes awry. In a simplistic form, and I know that that's not a, possible, but from your, if someone said to you, say, how do they do things, why are they successful, what would be the things that jump to mind for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, first of all, um, you know, it's probably not my place to talk too much about them because I'm not there anymore. But I will say that, you know, uh, n- none of what's happened since I left Is a surprise to me uh, Obviously there was a lot of hard work That went into setting the stage for that And there's continued to be by the group over there A ton of hard work to keep it going Um I would point to the same thing that I think is underneath almost any consistent success in this business or probably any business. It starts with people and culture. Um, The caliber of the people there is incredible. Uh, They work together exceptionally well. The tone, you know, top to bottom is set the right way. The alignment is good. Everybody is pulling on the same end of the rope. Um, you know these are actually not sophisticated concepts they're really simple things that Mm -hmm. that organization uh, tends to do really well Mm -hmm. that's a credit to a lot of people there and it, it you know like I said top to bottom everybody in the organization is pulling on the same end of the rope did you see that evolve as you were there yeah I mean one of the things you know obviously having continuity with good people is really helpful um, and a culture, once you build it, uh, it takes work. You have to, you know, it's it's like a plant. You have to keep watering it, but uh, you can sustain a culture once it's built and, and keep a lot of the good things going just like it's happened here over the years with a lot of the things that have been constants here because of a lot of the people who established it and who have kept it going. Um, it changes over time. The people change um, what you have to do to win and succeed, in today's game changes a lot over time. But Yeah, you know, and and you you uh, you have to challenge what you think you know and be willing to adjust and sometimes reinvent yourself. You know, we in the time I was there, we went through some highs and lows, and sometimes when uh, it felt like we had it all figured out, and then sometimes when the game humbled us and we Mm -hmm. had to readjust, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's part of the game. But um, when you have people that work together well whose hearts are in the right place, they care about the right things, it becomes a lot easier to do that. It's a really high trust environment um, and people are focused on the things that are most important.
0: Obviously a big part of the continuity in the foundation is the manager. And Kevin Cash, am I wrong, he's the longest tenure manager or close to uh, it, right? Good
1: question, I don't We're know off the to top it. of my head. So it's I remember. Been a while now. I
0: remember, I remember, I've known him for a while, i going back to when he's played here and obviously he was I believe he was the bullpen coach in Cleveland yep and so you you have a unique perspective of this I remember the thing I remember about it was that the Cleveland people had a dress rehearsal for him do you know what the, 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 the he had a dress rehearsal with the whole getting dressed up and everything and going through the interview and it, I think he might have also interviewed at Texas
1: he right. did, yeah. yeah, he did. Um, he was kind of a, a dark horse uh, finalist yeah. in the in the Rangers process, and that actually really got him on our radar. We knew Cashy a little bit because he had played for us too over there uh, before he came here. Right. And uh, so we knew the person, but probably would have thought of him as maybe a little too green for that type of gig, uh, gig just yet. You know, had we not gotten this strong endorsement, you know, from the Rangers folks, that hey, this this guy was really impressive. Really, so so that was a you know he he was on our radar because we knew him and you know look obviously we see the same thing here uh, with AC. Um, There's it's hard to find someone better to learn under than Tito, right? And you know, I think. It's funny, Tito had one of the great lines, you know, when thinking about that 0-7 team, about having future managers on, many future managers yeah. on that 0-7 team, yeah. and you know, I think people knew it even then about about Alex, about Cashy, mm-hmm. that these guys were gonna have a really bright post-playing future, and when I know Tito when Kyle he was Snyder asked... Kyle was like, yes. uh, like the pitching coach, Kyle and, there yeah. too, and. You know, I know Tito was something, words to this effect where he was asked, you know, did you ever think of uh, Kevin Cash as a future manager? And he said, yeah, every time I watched him hit. <laughs> yeah. So so when you, so you get, you
0: he does the interview with the Rangers and then he gets on your radar. And now he, he goes through the dress rehearsal with Cleveland. Um, and is it just uh, when you got in the room with them
1: they were like oh wait a second we have to look at this guy maybe a little bit differently? Um, Our first interview with him was actually over the phone and he did a great job and it's funny you talk about the dress rehearsal because um, you know there were a couple answers where I'm thinking especially now knowing him where now I know like okay you were coached up pretty good that's a good answer but there's no way that wasn't rehearsed (laughs) but when we did bring him in face to face and spend a day with him that's where the person shown through, the authenticity of the person, which to me is so important in a manager. Um, there's a lot of different ways to be a good manager, a good leader in this game. You cannot do it without being authentically yourself. Mm. And it was just a really comfortable day. Um, you know, the conversation was great, but um, you just walked away feeling like you really knew who this guy was and you really wanted him in your foxhole. Well,
0: then it comes back to the foundation of wanting continuity and you when you that's a leap of faith first of all you're taking a leap of faith right but when you take that leap of faith you guys dove in three feet first with I believe it was a five-year deal right I mean this was like but that was was probably what you wanted to do right you're like hey if we're gonna commit we're gonna commit.
1: yeah yeah Um, you know that's part of it and you know obviously in some ways, it's a different gig in a place like that than it is in Boston, which makes it a little easier to take a chance on somebody who, on paper, might have looked like he didn't have enough coaching experience, managerial experience, whatever it is. But still, you know, managing in the big leagues is managing in the big leagues. And you got to remember, he was stepping into some pretty big shoes, too. Uh, that job was open under some pretty unique circumstances. Right. Uh, so at the end of the day, you have to believe that this guy can handle it. And to me, if, you, if you're in, you, you're in and you should give him everything you can to to make it work and not only did we feel like we had the right guy, but we felt like uh, under those circumstances, it made sense uh, to make that commitment.
0: Do you, uh... A lot of has been made whenever Tampa is involved in cash, and probably because of it, it was put on such a big stage in the World Series about the communication between the front office and the manager. But really, yeah, you can take that one instance, but overall, 98% of it is a positive because you look at the win total. How much? How much has that evolved, and how much have you learned about? Because we've talked about this is you can have all the stuff from the front office, but it has to be translated back and forth. Like how much is that a big part of their success
1: yeah I think they do a great job of that like I said a lot of this stuff isn't rocket science it's relationships and communication uh, it's alignment clarity um, you know everybody being on the same page um, I've always felt in this game for as complicated as some things are behind the scenes sometimes in fact maybe a lot of the time, the best way to win is to do simple really really well mm. um and I think, you know, it's not just them. Obviously, you know, a a lot of good organizations, including here, when when things are going well, it's because you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not overcomplicating things. You're making things simple for people. You're giving players clarity and confidence, and if they understand who they are, they're going to perform better on the field. Mm. Every organization is different, and so I'm not going to just say,
0: oh, well, how how close are you to becoming the Rays? Because that's not what you want to be. You want to be your version of whatever you've learned, and that probably is uh, Andrew Friedman. That's, whoever or maybe other people that you've come across but how close are you you feel like it is a process that you've gotten toward how you want to sort of implement the way that you envision nirvana not nirvana there's never nirvana but you know what i mean how close are you to like getting to the point where you feel like of all these things that i i i wanted to do
1: we're close to dopey dope My nature is to always feel like we're nowhere close. Um, that's how I compete, is by you know constantly feeling like there's more to do and obviously like given where we are it's I think everybody would agree that there's definitely more to do you know but I think also seeing a lot of the different contributions that have come from all sorts of places on the roster and some of the things that are happening both in the system and with young players coming to the big leagues uh coming in their own you know that we are headed in the right direction but there's obviously still more to do I I think right now the nature of the game is such that it's a different game even than it was, uh, you know, three and a half years ago when I got here. Mm. So you're right. It's not about trying to be someone else. It's trying to be the best, and and that means the only way to do that is to be the best version of yourself. So you take things in my, you know, you take things that you've learned. I, I take everything I learned in my career, and I've learned a lot since coming here. And there's lessons that you learn. Through success, Mm. and there's lessons that you learn when things don't go well, Mm. and obviously both before I came here and in the time since I've been here, there's been some of both. So for me, you should never be satisfied. Baseball is a game where emotionally, when when you're on a winning streak, right? We we, you know a few weeks ago we won eight. When you're on one of those heaters, it feels like man we are never going to lose, and then you go through a stretch like we've been in the past week where it's very easy to feel like. You know, God, how are we going to win a ball game? And it's the same group, right? Yeah. And the game is actually actually really rewards those groups. And I think our team has done a pretty good job of this. Um, that don't get sucked into that. That just focus on what's in front of them, and they just keep grinding and keep pushing. To me, like that relentlessness that I hope will continue to be a trait of this 2023 team is exactly what we need to bring as a front office. That. We are always going to keep pushing because the second you feel like you have this game figured out, the second you feel like you're, quote unquote, there, you're probably fooling yourself. And I think some of the organizations that have sustained a ton of success over time, you know, and we know who they are, they've done that because they don't feel like they're there Mm -hmm. because they keep pushing because they're not satisfied, Mm -hmm. um, that there's always more to do. And that's my mindset. That's that's the mindset that, you know, I want. Uh, you know from the people that, that I work with is you know, we are you don 't take a single day in any of our jobs for granted, mm-hmm. and you better run through that bag every single time and we want that from the players we owe that to them and how we do our jobs the, I, we talked
0: about last year we talked about my job, my profession, and you said something I learned in the last three years you learned something new, right. I learned something new. Like the the world of media is evolving. We've talked about this. It's it's nowhere near what it used to be, where you threw the newspaper against the window. So you had said in the last few years you you learned a lot. Give me something that you that you that jumps out that you that you've learned. I can tell you what I've learned about paid views. (laughs) But but,
1: oh no! But but seriously, like what what is something that jumps out? Um. You know what i mean this is something i I expected but just going through it you know you come to a new organization um people that are new to me whether they're new to the organization or not uh, an environment that's that's new and different um you know just learning um, learning what matters uh and you know getting better and better at, at at filtering out what doesn't matter, mm. what you shouldn't worry about in making a decision, you know, we'll, there's obviously in a market that is as much going on as ours does, there's going to be more of that, mm. and in a new organization that takes time, and uh, that's the thing, I think I wake up every day being a little better at that than I was the day before, Yeah. Um, but again, like you... It's a good answer, but never, it's, it's not a lot easy to do. Yeah, you never, you, you never should feel like you have that figured out, because it's like the league of their own quote it's one of my it's one of my favorite baseball movies and one of my favorite quotes it's supposed to be hard
0: oh all right it was easy a lot of other quotes in that movie i was gonna jump out yeah no there's plenty but like
1: you know that is really how i feel about what we do that's why (laughs) excuse me that's why winning is so great because it's not easy and that's the challenge like that's it we're competitors in this game like that's what gets that's what gets us up in the morning is like yeah, it's this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make it awesome to be able to do it um, because there are lessons to learn every day. So it's about keeping your eyes and ears open, being confident in what you believe, but also being willing to constantly learn um, as you compete. Do you sense that this is going, sort of going back to what we talked about before, do you get
0: sense there's an, more of an acceptance in baseball to think um, non-traditionally and outside the box? And the reason I ask that is because you have Tampa, you have the Orioles, you know, you have you have um, if you if there was a time where I could take the wild card rankings and especially in the national league is like, look at here's the lowest payroll teams, they must be doing something right, you know. But do you think there's an acceptance more than ever to to think not to not to think hey we're not gonna spend money, but to think differently.
1: Yeah. Um, and the way I see it, I think actually you know, like a lot of people and a lot of organizations in this game I've even moved beyond thinking about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only worried about winning. They're only worried about what works. They're not worried about whether it's traditional or non-traditional. They'll let somebody else debate that. Mm-hmm. The only thing they care about is this is going to is this going help us win a ballgame. Mm-hmm. And if it's non-traditional, if it's different, they're willing to do it. Um, that is definitely something that we emphasized when I was with the Rays, but it's really something that you know, any organization, I think, can apply that mindset. It, because ultimately, if you're focused on winning... Um, you should be willing to do, you know, anything that's legal and ethical that will get you there. And that may mean thinking differently. You don't want to be different just to be different. But mm-hmm. if something's different and you think it will help you win, mm-hmm. yeah, you should be willing to do it. And I think uh, most, if not every organization now is more willing to do that than when my career started.
0: Mm. Trade talk picked up yet? I have to ask about trade. It's always simmering a little
1: bit, but it isn't. uh, You know, obviously, like the the cadence of this, there there can be trades at this time of year, and yeah, there's there's constant conversation. We try to be active. We try to constantly be checking in with 29 other clubs, just to not miss an opportunity. The one thing, you know, some, most of the time those conversations don't lead anywhere. Sometimes a player you like gets moved and it wasn't going to be a fit for us or we couldn't match up, but you just don't want something to happen where uh, that you didn't know about, where, right. you, where you didn't know there was an opportunity. So that's um, what this
0: is now, more yeah, of like...
1: But obviously the draft's coming up too and there's a lot of focus on that and it's still... Um, it's still very early it doesn't feel like it but it is Um, well
0: now it's like I was talking to another GM about the draft being lumped in with the all-star game and being later he's like, like that used to be our time off you know
1: Yeah, no longer. It's a lot uh, of stuff crunched in a couple weeks. It is. Yeah, July is obviously now a super intense month. But, you know, sometimes where teams are, team needs, teams have injuries, or teams are getting healthier, those can spur things. I mean, for us, obviously, with Pablo, that was a very small instance of that. Mm -hmm. Um, We felt it made sense to look outside the organization for, you know, something that we could use. Um, Our group did a great job identifying Pablo. Very small deal, obviously, but that's a microcosm of what can happen. Mm -hmm. Or conversely, a team can be in a situation where... Where, you know some guys are returning or there's someone that needs to come up from triple a and it creates a surplus and they might look to resolve that and you just want to stay active in conversation so you're so you know about those opportunities
0: awesome excellent job yeah five Thank for you. five thanks